my world feel upside down, but is God really there with me? I would ask that question. I said, God, you really are here. And if you are, will you let me know that you're here? Will you bring you peace to this chaos that I'm going through? Hey, welcome to another episode of Relate, Refresh, and Restore, a podcast committed to bringing stories of hope and insight to those on the front lines of Christian ministry. Our desire is for all of us to see, sense, and experience God's voice through their stories. And through these stories, we may see His hand and hear His voice in our lives. The Relate, Refresh, and Restore podcast is brought to you by Romans 12 Ministries, where we are wildly committed to transforming the church, one pastor, missionary, and ministry leader at a time. Prayer was so foreign to me growing up. You know, I don't remember praying until I had dinner with a family when I was in sixth grade. I can remember it like it was yesterday. We all sat around the table. The plate of food was before me. I began to dig in and realize that no one was eating, and I felt a bit conscious, self-conscious for sure. I looked around to see how I messed up, and when the mom graciously shared that they prayed before they ate, oh, my introduction to prayer. Our guests today share how they have grown in the area of prayer and how it has transformed their personal walk with God, their marriage, their family, and their ministry with others. Fernando and Elisa Medina are ministry leaders in Tucson, Arizona, where they come alongside many people in both health coaching and soul care counseling. They are both influencers and have hearts to serve the community in a variety of ways. They have four children and one grandchild, and one on the way. I'm David Town, the host of the Relate, Refresh, and Restore podcast. The Medinas are in the house. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Fernando and Elisa Medina, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. We are excited to be here, David. You guys are like repeat customers. We are repeat customers. I am so excited. Now, Now it's like this whole family thing that we're doing. With this podcast. That's right. It started, I think, with our kids, maybe. Yeah, the girls. Did it? Yeah, huh. I think so. Remember, they started with a little... Oh, the one we were just playing around, and then we ended up recording that, and, and that made a, a big impact on people. Yeah. So now we have you guys here. Not because yeah. you're an expert on prayer, but maybe you are. I wouldn't call us experts. But you, you have... There's been new insights over the last couple of years. And that's what I wanted to kind of just bring you in and talk a little bit about prayer because I hear a lot of people struggle with this this idea of prayer. How do I do it? What is a good prayer? Even though Jesus modeled for us how to pray, I I think there are just so many things out there. And um, we've talked about this, and I just want to just open the the whole idea of prayer up. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my first question is this. Is uh, just as you guys are happily married for seventeen, seventeen almost years. seventeen years. Well, congratulations! Yay! And that has been just an easy ride for you. <laughs> uh, easy for me. <laughs> I would say blessed. <laughs> blessed, yes. Let's use that Christian jargon. That blessed, <laughs> yeah. But there's been ups and downs. But your prayer life, I'd like to kind of hear how you go uh, grown in in the idea of prayer together and individually. There's a lot to that. I mean, I think we both, um, you know, we grew up in different home environments where, you know, my parents were believers, but I didn't really ever hear them pray um, growing up, even though we were church attending. 
And then I, when I came to Christ, went to a pretty conservative church. And so I had an idea of prayer and, um, and prayed the way I knew to pray, usually when I was in trouble, needing, needing something. And then as I matured in, in my walk with the Lord, and I think as we became more exposed to the bigger church, meaning just outside of our own little denomination, and of course marrying Fernando and, and his culture and how they prayed, uh, even that opened me up to just different styles of prayer and worship. But it, it's been quite a journey. Fernando? Yeah, well, for me is the opposite. You know, I didn't grow up in a spiritual home. Obviously, growing up without relationship with the Lord, coming to Christ at 26, went to a non-denominational church and, you know, see the different ways of praying. But I think that the last, I, I never, we never pray in the beginning of our marriage. Uh, we did pray individually, but we never did it together. Which is what I hear a lot. Percentage are for couples to pray together besides like just meals. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Right? Yeah. And even into, you know, the meals prayer, we realizing too that we were so, it, it just came the same words every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so repetitive that it's like it started feeling empty, you know. Not that we didn't mean it, but it was just words, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think even going back to what you mentioned about couples praying together, part of what we discovered in our healing journey in the last two to three years was just the intimacy of prayer. There's so much vulnerability required. I mean, Fernando would have his prayer time and I would have my prayer time. So we would say we were faithful prayer people. We would pray for others. We would pray in group settings. But when it came to our marriage and our oneness, that was an area that was pretty raw and vulnerable for us. So was safety one of the issues? I don't know if I would say safety. I think we were just, we, you know, even what Elisa say in the last three years is that God has been leading us to a different path or, or more transparent and healthy path we realizing that we were so independent that we were mm, we didn't want to come across needy that we're like all right you do your thing i do my thing as long as i stay in my lane and you stay in your lane we're all going to be fine mm-hmm. you know and i think it was more of that i would mm-hmm. say how did that change because it sounded like things were going okay and you talked about this healing journey. Talk to well, us we we realized that we had some blind spots, and you know, one of the resources Romans twelve offered to us early on was something called soul care, and we were able to meet with um, a facilitator who helped us see that. Gosh, like th- those independent prayer times or running in your own lane, does that really feel like God's design for marriage? Does that really feel like God's heart for intimacy? And so our eyes really truly were open to the fact that, gosh, just because this is normal doesn't mean this is God's desire for our family. So it first started with an awareness of, wow, God has so much more for us. And then it, it, honestly, we had to step into that and and create some new patterns and say, okay, this might be clunky for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're kind of used to your prayer time with the Lord. I'm kind of used to my prayer time with the Lord. 
can we start coming together in prayer about the things that God's laying on our heart? What what is what that then specifically? I'm curious because the practicalness, we can talk all around this, but what does that really look like on a daily basis for you two? Hmm. Well, I'm very, very grateful for this ministry, Romans 12. You know, it has done so much healing in, in, our, in our marriage. And I remember, I would say maybe three years ago, actually you were the one who sent me an app, Lectio 365. And I remember I, I shared it with the girls, and, and the, the app is, yes, in the beginning it was super slow. Oh, my gosh. I remember. And the different accents. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and even the girls, you know, we were, uh, so they started listening, and they were like, oh, my gosh, what do you guys listen? This thing is so boring, you know. <laughs> And it took us a little bit of time to get used to that. And now, it's funny. So in the mornings, I woke up early, earlier than anybody else, and I go do my my time with the Lord, and I listen to that devil. And it's so cute because Elisa does the first thing she does too. Well, run to the cup, we fight for the espresso machine. Which is a big deal. You even carry that on your travels, I hear. Yeah. It's for a different podcast. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, she, she gets in into there. Very few times we listen together, but the beauty is after we listen, we share what is the Lord spoke to us. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have a, a person who is guiding in the devo- in the devo, but what do you got? And then together we, we, we pray together. Now we've been praying together for the last two years, I think, maybe a little longer than that. So that's what we do in, in our walks. We walk together now. We do prayer and then we check in. Like, How's your heart? What is, you know? So we do a lot of prayer walks in the neighborhood I called my Jericho. That's what my neighborhood is for me. And I think we've learned to ask each other helpful questions. Like, what is the state of your heart? What is causing you concern right now? And prayer for us now is literally like our lifeline. Um, We're so desperate still for the wisdom of God, God's comfort as we're raising our family and, and walking in ministry. We just really feels like breathing. If we don't pray, we don't actually know. We don't know what to do, David. We don't know the answer, but we know the one who does. And so I would say our prayer life went from probably pretty average to very rich, and we're pretty desperate for it. Wow. That's beautiful. I can just hear or think maybe our listeners are going, that is what I want, Mm -hmm. but I have no idea where to start. What would you? What would be a beginning? I would say that's where you start with that confession, right? Like once we were made aware of what was lacking, we just started being really honest. Like we would talk to each other. That's how we started talking to God. God, you say that you are wisdom and comfort and truth and that you want to download your knowledge to us. Uh, And we just started being very real with the Lord, with the creator of the universe and with each other in prayer. And I think that's where the vulnerability comes in, right? Because if I'm honest before God in front of my spouse, they're going to see the true me. 
the me that's maybe not so tough, the me that doesn't have it all together, the me that is struggling with anxiety or insecurity. But the oneness that comes out of that, so it's not just communing with God, it's communing with each other. And then when you bring that into another relationship with what, like your kids, your church community, and you're hearing the heart of God together, it's just, but I would say that's where to start is, you know, give yourself some time, find a good tool or just sit with the Lord and say, I don't actually know what this is supposed to look like, but I'm here. You know, a year ago, you invited me to a retreat, Silent and Solitude. And even when Elisa find out that I was going out for four days, you know, no talking, and Elisa's like, oh, honey, how that's going to go? <laughs> I was terrified going My in. My wife said the same thing. Yeah. You know, but when I, we got there, and, you know, the facilitator of the time communicate to us that we can take a nap, we can go for a walk, we can stay quiet, we can read the Word. And that was one of the most profound pivots in my life with the Lord because when I come back, I remember coming back and I'm sitting in my living room and I asked the Lord and I said, God, I never had a father. And it really, really doesn't make sense to me coming to you, looking at you as a father. How did that look like? Mm-hmm. And I remember God is challenging me and I said, will you be willing to sit with me for five minutes? And I said, ah, five minutes. And it, it used to be mornings where I was quiet. That's what I learned on that retreat. And other days I read the word. And in other days I did the talk. Mm. And in other days I just wait you know and and as i think five minutes it even started with less than five but three minutes it was like an eternity and it's like lord can we fast forward this time you know and but now is i look for those and that's not five minutes it's actually longer than that now and prayer is gonna look different every single day mm-hmm. and every single time in our day our walks, our runnings, our, I mean, you name it. Whatever you got is out of this little corner or this little room or this little time or close your eyes. It, the Bible doesn't tell us all of those things. We come out with those ideas and we feel like, if I don't do it this way, I'm doing it wrong. And God is like, no, don't get in the routine because routine kills you know, the the person is like, you're not incarcerated. You're not prisoner. You are free. You do, you know, you don't have to do it every single time the same way. Mm-hmm. You know? So interesting. We I had a guest on last week talking about music and just kind of the trends of worship music and so on. And, and that, because that's a big deal. I mean, I, I'm hearing from pastors all the time that they're always getting comments and criticism about music and it's too loud, blah, blah, blah. But, he did really said there needs we need to be open our hearts need to be open to a variety of ways to worship god yes. different ways different types of music and and here with prayer you know with the silence and solitude which is so unnatural for us especially in this country amen to be unplugged and to be quiet and to actually start hearing yes. differently 
that is where the beginning is to me. And that's what I hear you saying, Fernando. Yeah. And I think that is so, so true. Yeah. yeah. That was a great experience for, for me and you. Yeah. And walking to that tree. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful time. It really was. Yeah. yeah. So you invited us to meet with somebody um, probably about nine months ago uh, to pray with. And that was such an eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear from you the connection that you had with some people that I don't is it called healing prayer? Yep, they call it healing prayer ministry. And, and can you tell us a little bit about what what how they walk you through that? Yeah, and I think, you know, even even the term healing prayer. That freaks me out a little bit. It freaked me out too. Because you have ideas about what that means to you. And so I thought, what, are they talking about like he, laying hands on you healing prayer? And, and that's not actually what, what our experience has been. Healing prayer in, in kind of a nutshell is when you have a person who believes in the power of prayer, believes that God speaks to his kids, which we believe, and they sort of facilitate this time between you and the Lord. It's a time of asking questions and waiting and listening to hear from God. They they typically see people that, you know, similar to Romans 12 are in some sort of crisis or stuck in some sort of stronghold or, you know, area of bondage and and they believe that God can get to the root of that. And so um we we were introduced to this ministry probably about five years ago um, when I was at a women's prayer summit, which sa- same thing. I was invited to a, a week at two or three days of prayer, David. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean two or three days of prayer? What are we going to do for two or three days? And the facilitator said, we're going to pray. And I thought, for two days? <laughs> what does that even mean? Which in other countries, this is not foreign, by the way. But so we were introduced to Healing Prayer Ministry at that um, prayer summit and the people that run it. And it just went hand in hand with soul care. So, you know, soul care sort of helps a person understand why they operate in certain patterns. And that's very helpful if you don't know. Healing Prayer is what helps heal a person and and be able to walk in the newness of who God calls them to be. And so um, it's been life-changing for us personally. And um, as we've been, you know, walking other people through healing prayer, it's really just that, helping people hear from, from God. And part of it is just actually being quiet. Yeah, And asking part. the Holy Spirit to speak, which is something we don't do a lot. And which is really different than how ministry leaders are trained, right? We're trained to give advice. We're trained to give comfort prayers. We're trained to give scripture um, or wisdom. And in that, that's not wrong. But I can guarantee I can say something to you, David, and it might make an impact. But when you hear directly from God in the way that he speaks to you, that's transformational. So we're learning to talk less and really allow God to do most of the talking hmm. in healing prayer. Fernando, what's been your experience with this? I would say what a God has done in my life personally. Um, accepting nothing else than the truth. You know, the, who did God say I am? And mm-hmm. on, on his children. I'm his child, and I forget. Uh, you know, he forgives me for 
my sin. So now I belong to the table. I used to tell people, I give my share all the time when I, and you know, when the invitation of the Father the, with the Word of God say that He prepared this table for us to come and partake a meal with Him. And I, rem- I always saw myself sitting in that chair and, and somebody else came. That person who was better than me, I give up my share. Mm-hmm. And I moved to the next chair and I moved to the next chair. So now I'm like, sorry, buddy. You came five minutes late, so this is my share. I'm not going to give it away. I belong to the table, and I know who I am who he say I am. Mm-hmm. And now, is for me, is that God with a bunch of rules and, and, and you know, demanding, it has faded away. Now I desire to come and worship God. Mm-hmm. And learning my prayers are now more than exalting his name his car you know who who did god say he is he's my rescuer he's his light darkness it would never prevail against his life my my life is not in his hands do i believe those i do so that has changed because i feel comfortable my prayers today i mean for my kids is like lord I don't pray for good days for my kids, but I say, Lord, we live in a foreign world that my kids is gonna go through, and it's gonna be di- they're gonna be disappointed. They're gonna maybe be betrayal. But I don't know what's gonna happen to them. But I say, Lord, would you let them know that you are there with them? Yes. And let them know. So I, I'm finding out. I'm not shaming, and I, I don't want to make people feel. But I'm finding out that I. And somehow I can't be my kid's God. Now, unconsciously I did it. I just realized that instead of leading my kids to the Lord, I protect them. I can't be the superhero for them. Instead of to say, what do you think God's thinking about that? Do you have the confidence to go before the Lord and ask God mm. to be their protector instead of me, you know? So that's what I'm learning that is like, Lord, what do you want me to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, the Word of God say in Genesis that everything it was chaos, and it was a void. That's what the Word say. And God came and put order. Mm-hmm. And that's the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. The just, my world feel upside down, but is God really there with me? Mm-hmm. I would ask that question. I said, God, do you really are here? And if you are, will you let me know that you're here? Yeah. Will you bring you peace to this chaos that I'm going through? You, you shared with me before we, we got on is that the emotions have been kind of flowing lately. <laughs> yes, and actually in the last 72 hours, oh, and I'm going to try not to broke down in here, but I haven't cried in a, in a while, but in the last 72 hours, being able to sit down and talk on the phone with a couple people and sharing what God has done in me and, and, and what God has for these people. And when even on Zoom calls, I see their face expression and I know they hold him back a little bit. And I was like, Lord, they are afraid. I see myself in that and I lost it. And it's like just let go and I I apologize to to these guys later and they said dude you don't have to apologize it was so beautiful and that's what God's heart is and and what I was sharing with you is I was 
in the parking lot. A grown-up man, 49 years old, crying in the parking lot. Not just, I was I gotta weeping. Get weeping. Because <laughs> I said weapon instead of the weeping. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I didn't care because I knew that I was sharing God's heart. Don't you think that is a direct result from prayer? It's absolutely a d- direct result. And when you're praying, you know, Fernando, I get to be his person you know, that he debriefs with after some of these appointments. And um, what he's witnessing is someone hearing or seeing or having an encounter with their father, maybe for the first time. And I'm talking about followers of Jesus, David, who they, they believe God intellectually. They've prayed the prayer, but they don't know God and here he gets to witness and and when he was sharing this particular story with me yesterday I just imagine you know where Jesus talks about we have been appointed to set the captives free and it was as if he had the keys to this guy's prison he opens the door and he's watching this man leave his bondage how do you not respond to that in joy and in gratitude for God's goodness and again I've I would say we've experienced more transformation in people while we're just observing God be God. And just another key piece to this, I think, is, you know, we're all very familiar with um, scriptures that talk about how God forgives us. When we confess our sins, the Bible says God is faithful and just to forgive us immediately. That's true. But the Bible says when we confess our sins one to another, a time of healing comes. And so in healing prayer, often something will come up where, I'll just give this example. I was praying for one of my friends the other day. She had a root canal or like some tooth thing. Why do we always need to talk about teeth? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That brings up a whole bunch of emotions for me. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. So she's in pain. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit just said, offer her prayer, you know? And I'm not trying to make anything happen. I know, here's my desire. I know God can. Um, he may choose to heal her. He may choose not to, but I'm just in obedience going to pray for her. So I'm praying for her that God would just heal her mouth. And and afterwards, I just have this sense to ask her a question. So God speaks in many different ways. Some people hear him. Some people have a feeling. I just had a sense. And I just I had this sense to ask her, are you offended with your dentist? And she said, yeah. Yeah, I am. I don't think he knew what he was doing. And she kind of just went on to say that she was kind of harboring some offense. And I, I just felt prompted to say, well, can we can we give that to the Lord? Do you think you can pray that out to the Lord? And then could we maybe bless your dentist? <laughs> and again, people might laugh at that. But what God wanted to reveal was that she kind of, this particular friend, because she had such a critical mother, she's kind of picked up this critical attitude. And so every dentist is wrong. Every doctor is wrong. No medical person knows what they're doing. Well, that's not true. But she was believing this lie. And so um, ultimately, the prayer wasn't even so much to heal her, although I think God could be faithful to do that. And she did seem to have some physical relief. God wanted to expose something much, much deeper in that um, she doesn't want to be a critical person. Isn't that amazing? That is. That's so beautiful. I love that. 
God shows up that way with those kind of questions. And isn't it interesting when we talk about prayer, there's forgiveness in there, the reconciliation part. Huge. Hmm. I think forgiveness, what I experience lately is, I don't know that you ever uh, stop and think about this, is forgiveness, what it does is, I don't want to forgive David because it will remind me what happened last week, the way that he treated me. So I'm afraid to go to that moment, that picture. It caused me so much pain. So the fear of experience again, that pain blocks me for forgive David. I want to do it because that's I know what God's heart is. But God is like, I, I saw it. And I knew what happened. But would you be willing to go to that pain? Better give it to me. Because mm-hmm. I know that that's causing you more pain than anything. And then and through that, come to my brother David, forgive, and, and have a conversation. But what I'm learning is forgiveness. How do I would know that I truly forgive my brother? If I'm willing to bless after the forgive to be, come before the Father and say, God, would you bless my brother David abundantly mm-hmm. and everything that he does? It bless his kids. I mean, that's what forgiveness is should it come. Every time that God gave us something, he sent us out with a bless. Mm. And that's what, he, this is what we're learning. It's like, my desire is every appointment, every meeting that I have, I want to close those with a blessing over this person. And how do that looks like? It's not my business. Because I didn't create them. I don't know what their needs are. But I constantly ask them and I say, would you take this conversation and take me out of the picture and pretend that Jesus is speaking to you and I say, because I love you, because I hear your prayers, I hear you, I'm for you. And they say, I hear often, they say, that feels true. Mm. And I said, that's true. God speaks to us in so many different ways. And he can use anybody. Oh, you guys, there's so much more. Time flies when you're having a great time. I love this topic. And I'd like to explore a little bit deeper, too, with you. But... I want to thank you guys because I've seen Jesus in you in such a real, transparent way and a yeah, transforming way mm. over the last number of years in so many different areas. So thanks for being open to His Spirit. Thanks for being real. Mm. Thanks for not pretending you have it all together. You know, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and I just yeah, great example. So if this resonated with people, how can they get a hold of you? Well, a couple different ways. Um, they can email us at medinasonmissionaz at gmail.com. Okay. And then um, they can always contact you at Romans 12. You know how to find us. We'll pass it on. Yeah. Yeah. You are loved. Yes, we are. And you know what? You are part. You are a big, big part, David Town, of the healing and the transformation God has done in our life. Thank you so much, too, for being obedient. Thank you for being the head of 
this ministry. I know the Lord is, but you are being like Isaiah. Here I am, Lord, send me. Mm. And then because of that is, in some way, you are part of this journey that we are and that we're learning. God use you guys, Romans 12, run from the first call, Sophia, through a relationship with my wife and, and the, you know, you guys blessing us to go to Potter's Wheel, Soul Care, all that is, it's been a journey, mm. but thank you too. Oh, well, you're welcome. Well, you are stuck with me for eternity. That's, that is accurate. That's a long time. That's a long, it's a good thing we like each other so much, and not I just will, love each other. I will have a new voice in heaven. <laughs> Praise the I, we like your voice. We look forward to your messages. All right. And well, I get to. And okay. I get to sing differently in heaven. So anyway. <laughs> Can we be neighbors? <laughs> I love you guys. Love, love you. Love you too. Well, once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are so thankful for you, for faithful listeners that subscribe, that pass on these podcasts to other people as we spread this stories of hope with topics that hopefully interest you. We are able to do this with your support, not only in prayers, but also financial. So if that's something that you're nudged to do, please check us out at Romans12Ministries.org. And uh, there's a donate button there. And those donations help us continue with these podcasts. But we are so thankful for you. We are grateful for your partnership and your passion for pastors, ministry leaders, missionaries, and their families. Thank you for joining us today at another episode of Relate, Refresh, and Restore, a podcast sponsored by Romans 12 Ministries. For more information on Romans 12 Ministries, visit us at romans12ministries.org or give us a call at 520-982-5877. May we all continue to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer.